This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Good morning, Rutherford County. Um, you know, of course, Larry Stewart and, and, and Bobby Stewart are on this morning, regular guests. And uh, I was thinking this morning when I got up, this, of course, is 911. And all the things that happened 19 years ago, and uh, where I was, and there are very few people I guarantee you that can't remember where they were at that time. Now I was in Williams, Arizona, and uh, had a grandson that was going to be born in a couple of days on the 13th, and uh, it was it was one of those days that was so frustrating and so aggravating. And to see the things that happened, it, it, I think the shockwaves ran across this country. But the good thing about it was that it united our country again. And, and that's what it takes. And, you know, we people need to sit back and think a little bit about uh, how you're looking at this country and, and those type things and, and try to be a little bit kinder to each other. And, and I think that's that would be pretty special. Where were you, Bobby? I was on my way to the gym, and they had the TV on when I got there, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, everything just stopped. Yeah. And we watched it and cried a little bit. Uh, it, you got to think of the heroes. that mm-hmm. They showed a picture on Facebook of the fire truck and the number of it that was the first on scene. Mm-hmm. And that particular fire truck lost everybody on board that day. Yeah. So, you know, think about the heroes. Yeah. Mostly law enforcement and fire people. And some of the people in the buildings. Yeah. You know, they helped people get out, helped one man in a wheelchair get down the steps because the elevators weren't working. Uh, They lost animals. They were using animals to help find people. So it was a, a national tragedy. Uh, and it, uh, you hate to say that it takes a tragedy to bring a country together, but that's true. Yeah. That's true. And you think about the people whose lives were miraculously saved because mm-hmm. of one thing or another. Uh, they were late getting to work or they were sick and didn't get to go to work. And it, it just gives you chill bumps to yeah. read all of that and to see some of the action shots of all of that debris falling around them and they're running yeah. for their lives. It's just, uh, it was just awful. And many awful. are still suffering because of that. For we'll someone, never get over it. Yeah, never will get over it. And you think about the heroes on one of those planes. Yeah. You know. That they need. made a decision that was pretty hard to make. Yes. But uh, they knew what they were doing as far as protecting where that particular aircraft was heading to. They probably right. had a feeling that they were going to die anyway. Yeah. As that, that's what I would, would think if I'd have been on there. Yeah. So let's just help um, somebody out. Yeah. You, you think that would I have had the nerve to know, you know, but I think that in case of an emergency or something, you are led to do the right thing. And it's hard to visualize people that hate us Mm -hmm. this much that they would do something like this i just can't i just can't grasp the word of true hate yeah well i've I've got uh, uh, a friend that um, her daughter was in the the building next to uh, the one that was uh, a hit uh, 
and just she she explained that, that you can't even um, relate back what they really felt because it was just uh, it was so bad with all the people that were uh, absolutely terrified and, and and many of them were uh, you, you could see them falling uh, as they were running a lot of them that actually got out of the the World Trade Center. I mean, it was... Uh, well, some of them jumped rather than be burned to death. Mm. You know, and you, you, you just hope that... But then you have uh, our first responders running up there to I where know, they are. I know, yeah. I know. So brave. Yeah. So it, brave. There it, was a picture on Facebook this morning. They had the turnout gear laying out on the sidewalk symbolizing every firefighter or responder that lost their lives and there was just rows and rows and rows of turnout gear on display and you know the one thing that really makes me angry we're we're remembering that right now uh in new york where a lot of it happened but the thing about it is those officers are being treated so terribly in new york right now it 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 it, uh it it it, it, it brings some type it, of reality to what's going on. I know, I yeah. know. The very people that gave their lives and everything uh, are symbolized nowadays with uh, Antifa and BLM yeah. and being crucified. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. Yeah, it is. All and, right, uh, let's get a little bit to what's going on, what you've got. You've got some notes there, Bobby. I do, I do. We... My sisters and I, there was three of us that was born within five years of each other. And at different years after we married, we each had a, our first child in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my sister, Frances, her son, Jerry, was born on the 2nd. Mm-hmm. My sister, Jamie, her son, Rich, was born on the 4th. Mm-hmm. And my son, Jay, was born today. Oh, wow. Uh, no, he was born not today, but on this date. Well, I'm saying September. Yeah. I thought okay. everybody was following me, but you. Well, I wasn't. I, I, I had got to say anything, so I'm a little lost. It's amazing. Y'all been married all this time. And, and he and, can't read my mind. Yeah, that, that's unbelievable. <laughs> oh. Well, there's so much in there, it's hard, you know, for me to sort through it. But anyway, Jay's, today's Jay's birthday. Yeah. Yes. And I guess he's listening down in Texas right I now. hope he is. But yeah. he told me, he said, Mama, I got to work the night before he gets off about 11 30 and doesn't get home till about 12 30 said i may be sleeping but when jan posts the podcast i'll i'll read that yeah. so i want we want to sing happy birthday to him this we? ought to be good. no she wants us no. to sing happy birthday, <laughs> yeah. happy happy birthday, birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear jay Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. I don't know the cha-cha-cha. Well, that got started with his daughter. Oh. Okay, and and uh, 9-15 is the anniversary of my mom's birthday. Oh. If she was still living, she would have been 99. She died in 2011. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. Well, let's see, my dad would be 102, no, 103, and mom would be 101. Yeah. 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 Isn't that something? We don't even think of years in those terms, but, but we're at the age where we can. Oh, I know it. Listen. We're about just, there. Well, uh, I, I saw something that said, said the retirement age is now is 67. And the life expectancy is 78. Oh, is it? Now, I'm just quoting something I read. I think generally the life expectancy is 78. And it says that you've got, what, 11 years Mm -hmm. to spend everything that you've made in the first 67 years? (laughs) Well, the the kids are hoping not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm thinking that we've already made that benchmark. Yeah. So we're no telling how long we're going to be able to spend what little money we've got. Well, now, you, you've done a pretty good job at it, Metropolis. I know, I know, I know. I'm is that, is that why you go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, 
That's her excuse. Will you feel better when it's all gone? No, 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 but, you know, I, I don't want... I'm giving things to my kids now, mm-hmm. you know. We'll answer your question in about a week because it looks like that's about when it's going to be gone. And so we'll know. What's happening in a week? I don't see you going to have it all spent. Is that your goal? No. No, I don't know what he's talking about. You wouldn't. The guilty people are always last. Well, see, no, no. I'm the spender and he's the saver, so what can I say? Larry's a saver? Oh, yeah. He's tight-fisted. Huh. I have to be. He spends a lot of gas out there running all over y'all's well, property that, out that, there in his mower every a, day. I know, I know. But, you know, it takes it. I mean, the yard could be mowed right now. Yeah, mine's getting mowed in about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's always grass to mow. Yeah. Always grass to mow. Uh, let's see what else. A friend of mine that we used to meet every other month and eat from State Farm, Sally Titus, had a birthday this week. And uh, Dana Williams... Another friend had a birthday this week. So I guess I'm through with my birthdays. You see, I, d- I d- want to mention one of my classmates, uh, uh, Polly Comer, passed. I, 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 I forgot what her married name is. But, uh, you know, I, I was talking to Pat uh, Hamlin, Pat Cappy Hamlin, my cousin, and they've lost 70 from her class. And that's just unbelievable. I know. Of course, know. For, in y'all's classes at, at, in Kentucky... You only had about six or seven from your class, didn't well, you? No, that was she, my class. She had 12. I went to the new school, and we had 60. Wow. And we've lost, what, about 17 out of your class? A lot. A lot. Yeah. Uh, and I want to mention to all the people out there listening who might remember Mike Milholland, who played basketball at MTSU, yeah. still holds the record for the most points ever scored in one game. I talked to him one day this week, and he's had some real health issues. And uh, he called me, and he's doing better. Good. He's, he's fought off the virus. He's fought off back surgery. He's fought off a lot of stuff. But uh, for How every, many points did he score? He scored 44 points and got 30-something rebounds. Oh, that's great. And uh, people say, well, that's because you wasn't there to shoot it up. But see. Yeah, that's true. Well, see, you don't understand to have a rebound, you must have had a missed shot. So when I played, there wasn't that many missed shots, so there wasn't that many rebounds to get. But you got a whole lot of shots because you didn't know how to pass the ball. But if they go in, then there's no rebound. Yeah, that's so, true. Anyway, Mike Milholland is doing a lot better. And uh, I tried to call a boy that lives here. We played together, and I didn't get him. I guess they're in Florida or something. But uh, everybody would like to know. Mike's a good guy. And, and Mike, if you're listening, if you had been around Sis Jones a little bit longer, you could have got 60-something points. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First game I ever listened to when I got to Murfreesboro, because all we had was a bed and a kitchen table and a radio over 310J January Street. And I turned it on, and the, the late and great Monty Hale yeah. was doing a sum-up. And he said, so-and-so field goal, so-and-so foul shots. 61 or 64 points. Yeah. And I told Bobby, I said, golly, Central Girls scored 60-something points. He said, now for the rest of the team. <laughs> and, uh, but she she was one of the best. Yeah, and sis is gone now, bless yeah. her heart. Yeah. But she was such a good girl. And, she, I mean, she was just an automatic yeah. basketball player. I mean, she, of course, she could do anything. When, when you're that good at one sport, you're usually good in, in yeah. most of them. If you put your mind to it. Well, we were talking about that at the table this morning about back in the day when athletes played more than one sport. Yeah. and uh, Everybody I, did. Just yeah, we had a lot that, uh, you know, the basketball players would run track, the baseball, uh, the football players would run track. Uh, some of the football players played basketball. And, uh, of course, the school was a whole lot smaller back then. But uh, and a lot of the sports didn't give scholarships. But that was uh, it. It was good to see, uh, and you know we had some that could have played all the sports. They were that good. Frank Halliburton's one that comes to my mind. He was probably the best athlete ever to go through Middle Tennessee in the '60s, and uh, he could have played them all if he'd wanted to. 
Didn't and he run good track? Oh, yeah. I thought he did. High jump. Yeah. High jump and then one of the races. And uh, he's the only man I have ever seen that could jump up and kick the basketball rim. Yeah. Because that's the way he high jumps. See, and his feet would go, but he could kick the basketball rim. Life was a whole lot simpler back then, it was. wasn't it? <laughs> it was. And, you know, uh, as a student, we went to everything. We went mm. to track meets. We went to uh, volleyball games because it was free. We had no money, so we had to do stuff that's free. And nowadays, it's hard to get the students to come to a basketball or football game. And but you, uh, you supported the university that you went to. That's right. And you could go for nothing. And they yeah. can still go for nothing. Get in on their student ID. And the, but there's too much to do, I guess, nowadays. Five hundred channels on your TV, and you watch yeah. about five. And uh, but uh, those were the days. I, I noticed they they're talking about somewhere around twenty twenty five percent of the people can, can actually go to the football games yeah. here. And and I got to thinking about that. I have been to a lot of football games at MTSU back in the past, and. That was about what showed up that's because right. the students didn't come to the games. When I saw that, that's exactly what I thought. And you now, got you got to remember back when we were in school over there, we only had a black and white TV. We didn't have TV with all these channels and all these games you could watch. And, well, when we first got it, we only had one channel. I know, and uh, you had uh, to get up and change it. And I, we were talking about that on Facebook. Did everybody remember the TV going off at midnight? Yeah, and the star played the Star Spangled Banner. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. And, and, and quoted the poem High Flight. Yep. Yes, and I love the, that. I yeah. would get goosebumps every time I'd hear that. Yeah. One of the big things that happened was when Channel 8 and Channel 2 switched. Yeah. We could we stayed up late to watch that, and oh, it wasn't nothing to it. But, man, that was a big deal uh, back then. Yeah. We got 2, 4, 5, and 17. Those are the four channels we got. You just barely did mm-hmm. get 17. So in order, if you wanted to see a, a game, some sports, you had to go. Well, you, uh, you would have the, the game of the week that would come on Saturdays, and Dizzy Dean would, would be calling the game. And he would make it so interesting because he had that real strong southern draw and the way he would... Uh, a line drive would be a blue darter yeah. and all those things. <laughs> slud into yes, second. Slud. Dizzy was not an educated fellow. Well, the teachers came out against him, if you remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they should have kept their nose out of it because well, it, it was one of the more fun things That's the reason watch. people listened to it, to see what Dizzy was going to say. And then Pee Wee Reese was his partner, and he would kind of take the other role, and he would do things right. But uh, He was the second partner. Yeah. 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 And I was trying to remember what the first one was. He really wasn't a baseball player. But uh, uh, people like us are easily entertained, uh-huh. but now they've got so much on and things that really don't relate to what our particular uh, joys are of watching and those type things. So it's. Uh, well, we're. Sometimes, sometimes you know, you're, you're ready for that last step off. Yeah. Well, we're we're just swamped with the reality shows now. Yeah, and who in the world wants? I mean, the kids will sitting around, and even at my kids' age, they'll sit around and talk about it like it's the neighbors and something going on and keeping up with it. And I'm just absolutely just uh, bummed out about it. I, I just I, I just don't it. watch TV that much unless it's like Storage Wars. We enjoy watching that and uh, Seek, uh, Secrets of the Zoo. Babies of the Zoo. Andy Griffith. Yeah, I watched it. Different watch Andy. zoos like but, San Diego Jew, yeah. Zoo. Yeah. I, I like to, I, I, before I watch the Andy Griffith show, first of all, I want to see that it's black and white. Yeah. That's the old one. And when Opie's just about three feet tall, maybe, yeah. and uh, he throws his rock in the water. Now, I watch those, but, but I can see which. The one I like the most, and uh, I think it's one of the most popular, is the guy that comes in town. Ernest w- T. Bass. No, 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 oh, no, no. I'm talking the about the, the No, <laughs> yeah, I like those. But the business person that would come in town with his Lincoln Continental. Yeah. And, and uh, Goober gets to work on it. Yeah. Gomer. And, yeah. Gomer, too. Yeah, yeah Gomer. And uh, they uh, they invite him over to uh, Andy's house and 
and uh, they, they fixed him some uh, really nice meal, and they'd sit out there on the, the porch and start singing, and uh, it, it, he finally decides he's not in a big hurry to leave. Yeah. I like that. Well, he they wanted him to stay all night because if he did, I hope he got to sleep on the ironing board, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds well, you know, like, we I can relate like to that us. stuff. Yeah. We well, didn't sleep on the ironing board. We yeah. made a what we called a down bed. Yeah. That's a quilt on the floor and you step on the floor. Yeah, uh, in, in those old days we could even sleep out on the front porch oh, if, yeah. if the weather was right. Yeah. But uh those were exciting things for uh, for us. It didn't take much to please us back then. No, and you go to sleep to the sound of a whippoorwill singing down in the woods, you know. Yeah. Or be woke up by uh, a rooster. Uh, yeah, a rooster or or a, a a wildcat out there screeching and screaming. Well, we we get uh, awakened by the snow coming through the crack and landing on on the bed we were sleeping in. That would wake you up too. Did you have a feather bed? Yes. Yes, yes, we did. That was the most uncomfortable bed it, it ever was. And you better go to bed like you wanted to get up because you couldn't turn over. No. And well, you, there was at least two or three of us that slept together at one point in time in a feather bed, and we would be so hot when we went to bed and wake up freezing to death yeah. because we just had a fireplace in the living room. That's we, the only one we had. Yeah. And it would go out during the night, and so we were freezing to death when we woke up the next morning. Well, actually, I would get claustrophobic inside that bed. I mean, I felt like I was going to smother the yeah. bed. <laughs> you had enough quilts on you that you couldn't turn over. Yeah. Because you knew it was going to get cold. And uh, our old buddy, uh, J.D. Kennedy, was here this morning. And uh, if you want to talk to somebody that's really interesting Mm-hmm. He was on your show yesterday. I hope everybody listened. But uh, uh, J.D.'s a war hero, uh, and, and he's just a joy to talk to. And he, he, can tell you, he can tell you some stories. Yeah, and, and, and they're all true, too. Yes, they are. A lot of times uh, when you've been in all the things that he's been in, you, you have a tendency to uh, exaggerate a little bit. But... <clears throat> His is all accurate, and they're they're really right on target. I yeah. love talking to him. I and, do too. And I think I- anybody that uh, has a strong sense of what history was, he's right on target. Yeah, uh, he reminds me of some of Bobby's people that were in the service, and when they would come home, you know, I just sit and listen to them talk because mm-hmm. it was so interesting to me. Now, the kids nowadays probably wouldn't care anything about it, but. Uh, uh, those servicemen, when they would talk, I would listen. Now, one thing I was going to ask you, being an educator for a lot of years and one of the more respected educators and leaders, principal there for a, a long, long time, why do we not teach history more than what they do? And a lot of it seems to be a, a little bit off-center of what really happened during those particular times. Why have we gone away from that? Uh, Truman, I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. But there's so much that has to be taught nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, every kid has to take two years of foreign language. I think that's ridiculous because you've got people uh, that when they get out of high school, they just want to go to work. They don't want to go to Mexico. They don't want to go to Japan. They want to go to work. Mm -hmm. So they need to learn a trade. And uh, I, I think that's taken away a lot of the time from teaching what is really important, like American history. Yeah. You, you, you take the uh, immigrants that come in here legally. I mean, they work hard to learn about the new country that they have adopted. And actually, the, I mean, all the years that we've been through school here, a lot of them are, are more educated in the history of our country than we are. They're more interested yeah. than some of us are. But, but they're, they're not doing what they should be doing as far as uh, preparing these people for what happened in the past because that, that's part of what your future is going to be also. And it, it really that's the one thing that bothers me because you go into the uh, – uh, college level, university level, and 
they uh, skew the history a lot for their own particular reasons. And, and, and that's a lot of what's going on right now as far as the, the uproar in a lot of these cities. Well, some people teach it like they wished it was. And uh, that's not history. No. I mean, if you teach history... It's brainwashing. And, and I minored in history because I didn't have to take so much. I'd already had it. But, uh, you know, history is history. Yeah. And it don't change every year like some things do. But yeah. A lot of people make changes, and I don't think they should. Yeah. Do you, do you miss being in school? I miss the kids, and, uh, and I miss the teaching part. Uh, up until the last uh, 10 years probably, I taught, I taught something every year because I love teaching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then it got to where you couldn't be at school all you wanted to be because of meetings and stuff, and so you couldn't teach. But uh, I, I enjoyed teaching. Did you spend much time back then getting all the principals together and being with the superintendent of schools? What would you guys mostly discuss at that time? Well, that, that we can relate back to the public. We had a, a principals meeting every month. Yeah, and uh, if there was something new like basic skills first coming down to pack, you know, we we would learn that and mm-hmm. what how how to go about it and everything. But we we learned something at every principals meeting that we had, uh, either from another principal or from the superintendent or one of the supervisors, Jerry Warner. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Jerry Warner. <clears throat> and when Jerry Warner talked, you listened because yeah. he knew what he was talking about, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't being fancy about it. He was just telling you like it was. So we learned something from, from everybody. Jerry Warner was one of those people. He's, he had an interest in life before he became right. an educator. He worked on the atomic bomb, I think. He, 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 went, to, he, he went to Japan. He, he was in there right after the war. And he, he had some very interesting people that he grew up around. Uh, some of them uh, are looked at in a very negative way. But he, w- he was able to accept people as for what they were, which, which, which is a very interesting thing that you don't always see. But Jerry Warner was a fascinating. In fact, oh, I had was. him on the show yeah. a couple of times over the years. He's gone now, and, yeah. and, I, and everybody misses Jerry. He was part of, of, of the Hooper Club uh, up here on off just off Broad Street. Yeah. Well, uh, Jerry grew up in Westview. Yes, he did. And which was, you know, uh, hard hard growing up mm-hmm. back in those days. But uh, a lot of those kids from Westview turned out to be pretty dang good. Jerry Warner's one of them. Yeah. And you can't judge people by, by, no, no. by where they grew up but or anything like that because everybody's different. Do. Too many people do. Yeah, and, and that's a shame. Yeah. You know, uh, I tell everybody, when we lived in the housing project for two years, it's the best place we'd ever lived in our life. Uh, and, you know, and people look down on those people. Well, I didn't. We, we, we thought it was great. Well, of course, you came from Kentucky. Well, that's right. It don't take much to improve that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, see, and then you, know, you took a step up by going to Mississippi. And then you it. took a big step up when you came over here uh, to to. Middle Tennessee. I did. I got to live in a house that had running water in it. Yeah. The first time I'd ever experienced that. Now, my, I've got a bunch of kinfolks still in Kentucky. They may take umbrage to what y'all are talking well, about. So, and they're very it's not and y'all. They're, and they're very successful. So It's not y'all. It's the host. I'm not down in them. Uh, hey, wait a minute. I, I am one, one of You're the one that started that big boy. I'm just telling you that we moved up when we moved to the house. I don't know how in the world Bobby puts up with you. I really don't. <laughs> I don't understand where y'all coming from. And where y'all point. are coming from? <laughs> I haven't said a word. I know. Well, I've got a, a little something I want to do. Okay. A trivia question. Right, you're going to embarrass somebody. I know. No, I'm not. Yes, no, you not. always do. No. no. But now this is going to take a minute, so don't interrupt me, okay? Okay. All right. All right. When I started the college in Mississippi, mm-hmm. my roommate was a guy from Wise, Virginia. Mm-hmm. All right. He was a little older than I was because he had quit school as a sophomore and started driving a coal truck. 
And then somebody found out that he was a good basketball player, so they went to Wise, Virginia to recruit him. Mm-hmm. Well, they found out he hadn't graduated from high school, so they said, no problem. Come down and go to summer school for five weeks, take a GED test, and everything can be okay. So he did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he was from Wise, Virginia. Now, his when he was small, his neighbor was a guy named George C. Scott. Yeah. Everybody knows George C. Scott. Starred in Patton. Patton. And, yeah. and he also was a star in the, the Paul Newman classic, The Hustler, yeah. where Paul Newman was a hot shot poo player, and he thought his best world, and so he lined up to play Minnesota Fats and all that stuff. Well, George C. Scott was in that one. He was the money man. That's right. Mm. Now, he also went was in high school with a boy named Carol Dale. Now, my trivia question is... What is Carol Dale famous for? And I'm sure some of the people that's our age will remember and will call in and give us the correct answer to that. So what what, uh, what do they receive if they get the right answer? Uh, they give your next month's paycheck. <laughs> we'll have Bart to send it right on over to them. Okay. And we'll they, can them take, they can take my place on the next Truman Show. No, we can't do that. <laughs> um, you know, I had one trivia question before. We John, have to have a feminine touch somewhere. John L. Beatty called in with the right answer. John and L. called in? The yes. last I had. Oh, okay. And, All right. uh, but you know you know the answer to this one because we talked about the other day. But it'd be interesting to see uh, if anybody. And Carol Dale was from Wise, Virginia. And so uh, my buddy T-Bone played ball with him in high school. So that's uh, Which T-Bone? Well, Ira Joe Lewis was the man's name, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> but we called him T-Bone. Uh-huh. And we were out one night down in Mississippi in an in old uh, 50, no, 49 Chevrolet that he had. We had a taillight out. That wasn't a bad car. No, it wasn't. <clears throat> the best we had. Uh-huh. Uh, the pole of the, the county sheriff stopped him, and he said, uh, what's your name, boy? And he said, Joe Lewis. <clears throat> Cop jerked him out and said, well, get out and fight like him. Well, Bone showed him his driver's license, and the cop apologized and said, but I do wish you'd get that taillight fixed. We said, okay. But, uh, his name was Ira Joe Lewis. Ira Joe Lewis. That's a great name. Yeah. I like that. You could make a song out of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. You, you know, there was one player that was stopped over behind a, a motel many years ago when I was patrolling. And uh, they, somebody called a complaint that he was asleep back there. So I drove over, and it was cold, and I knocked on the window. And he got up and got out, and he kept getting out and kept getting out. He was huge. Mm-hmm. It was Dick Butkus. I never did tell him I knew who he was, but I said, Sir, we've had a complaint, but uh, now that I see you, you, you can just go back and you know and rest. He's, he's heading south somewhere. And uh, he was very nice, just as, as polite as he could be, and uh, not like the people are today when an officer stops oh, yeah. and checks yeah. on them. And and uh, I, I was I was really taken with his attitude. About don't you it, wish so. you'd have got an autograph? I I don't like. It's almost like you're doing yeah. something you shouldn't be yeah. doing. Yeah, when yeah. You well, do I got that. a picture made. Yeah, uh, but Dick Butkus was. One of the best. He's the best linebacker I ever saw. Uh, he, he he would hit you a lick. I'll say that. Yeah, well, you could see the runners, whenever they would run through the line, they were looking for his number. They were flinching before he ever got them. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. But, you know, the one sport, I love all sports, and, and you have your heroes in each, each one of them, but there's something about basketball where they – they're uh, they're held in higher regard, at least one player on each team. And you can think of the ones. And it, what makes me mad, though, is that they will try to rate who was the best basketball players over the decades. And they won't even mention the old ones. They only mention the the uh, ones that are playing in this particular decade. And that that's... Uh, that's not right. Well, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. But, uh, you know, I, I think the reason people recognize more basketball players is because they're closer to the action when they yeah. go to a game. 
the basketball players don't wear a lot of garb as a, as a outfit, yeah. like football does, baseball does. But that's that's the reason. But there, hey, there were a lot of good players back in the fifty. I mean, big time players, Wilt Chamberlain, yeah. and Bill Russell. And that, but they do. They forget about. It. The, the the refereeing is so different now. Have you ever seen a great player be called for walking or not anything? In the, not in the NBA. They, they, they can they can run all the way from middle court to underneath the yeah. the basket and never put the ball down, and they'll never call walking. Some of them do. Yeah. Uh, the, the especially the big stars. So it's all about yeah. It's all about them and not about the game or the right. or the team. Well, I refuse to watch. I, don't I like I yet. like high school, college sports. These major leagues, I just uh, I can't get into it because baseball is the only one I really want. Yeah, because like you say, there's one or two stars that the game focuses on, yeah. and uh, I'll have to say when Larry played, it was a team sport. Yeah. I mean, everybody, the first five or six played together in Mississippi and at MTSU. You know, we had some great players. Dan Midget, Mike Milholland, Ray Kemp, Jimmy Spencer, Larry Stewart. Phil you know, Meadows. Phil Meadows, Tim Wagner, you know. Wow, Ken I'm Lana. impressed. I'm impressed, Bobby. I, I, well, I mean, I, I enjoy watching them play. She was yeah. one of us. Our wives set up there in a certain place. Did, did, did you ever discuss with some of the other wives, uh, have they ever said anything like, why doesn't Larry share the ball with everybody? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. They never he mentioned was, that? Well, we had a bunch of inside players, and he knew if he missed from shooting outside that Mike or Ray or Jimmy Spencer was going to get the rebound and score. So. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. They were in really there they cool. were in there knocking and, and rebounding and he was sending outside just shooting. It wasn't so much a shot as it was an assist. You know, when I'd miss they'd get you <laughs> so, put so you actually got an assist if the well, ball hit the top of the backboard miss, they, and they got they one put of them. it in if you yeah. if, if see there was no assist back when I played. I mean it, yeah. it was so <laughs> it was so ridiculous. To find an assist that you know, no, they didn't even keep up with. Did you ever have a chance to get with Monk back? Uh, you know, after you'd been out of school a while, and you guys go over and maybe shoot a little bit. Monk, when Monk came back from Auburn, yeah, opened up the little store out on the Halls Hill Pike. Yeah, he got up an independent team, and uh, he said, "I'm gonna get a team to win this independent league," and then. And then I, I'm through. Yeah. While we had uniforms and everything, there was I was on the team, Monk was on the team, Tommy Wheeler was on the team, mm-hmm. T.L. Hopkins, that made two left-handers, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Burden was on the team, uh, Dave McFarland. We had so, and yeah, we played. And uh, Wait a minute, how did Tommy Wheeler get on that team? Tommy Wheeler was a pretty good basketball player. Was he? Yeah. But in high school, he, yeah. was, he was really good. And, and there's yeah. another one that was pretty decorated in Vietnam, too, yeah. Mr. Tommy Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, but we, we played. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night, Monk, we, we nobody even got close to us. And uh, so we were going to play somebody, and we knew we'd have them beat the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to college games. Yeah. So, so I said, Monk. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to play tonight. I'm going to the college game. He said, you under contract. <laughs> Whatever that meant. said, you'll play. Yeah. I said, well, how long I got to play? He said, till you get 50 points. Because that yeah. was nothing to Monk. I said, well, give me the ball. At halftime, I said, can I go now, Monk? He had up. He said, no, you ain't got but 48. I said, well, give me the ball on the tip-off. We planted hob good, and I scored on the end. I just kept on going to the car. Oh, but, my but goodness. Monk, so we played Jimmy Earl's freshman team that year and had them beat until us old time and Monk. We gave, we'd give out. Monk stand over in the corner like an old hen out in the rain, but we'd throw him the ball like he'd get a shot of insulin. He'd pop up, and he'd shoot that thing, and most of the time it'd go in. But uh, Monk was a little out of shape, to say the least. But uh, Monk was as, as good a shooter as I've ever seen. It was almost a, 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 a gift, a special gift, because 
you, you can't do those things unless the good Lord has put put uh, those abilities in you. Well, it's it's like the great Vince Lombardi used to say. One of his favorite quotes was, "The harder I work." the luckier I get. Yeah. And, and, you know, if people would just remember that instead of sitting back and waiting for it to come to them, it, it, we'd he, be a whole lot better He was off. a great coach. Yes, All sir. right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Larry and Bobby. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with? Farrah Construction had already done the bathroom. Then we decided to move a wall or two and redo the playroom. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. And they did. The best investment in enjoyment that we ever made. We're family here at Farrah Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Generation 4 Creations Grandparents Day is coming up, and it's time to nominate your favorite grandparent who is a performing or visual artist. Also register your child grades K-12 through for the talent contest. Tickets for the online event September 12th at 4 p.m. are available free for grandparents, seniors, and students. Check out Generation 4 Creation at gfckidz.org to nominate a grandparent to register a child or sponsor. That's gfckidz.org. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. A man accused of killing his girlfriend then fleeing to the West Main Street area has filed a guilty plea in a Rutherford County courtroom. In 2018, 30-year-old Brandon Robichaud shot and killed 37-year-old Leanne Austin. And shortly after the murder, a citizen saw him sitting in the middle of West Main Street and called police. District Attorney Jennings Jones explains what happened next. According to the citizen, the man in the street was saying that he had shot someone. The Murfreesboro Police Department quickly responded to the location. But before the police arrived, the man got up and ran away. The fleeing man was later apprehended and identified as 27-year-old Brandon Robichaud. On August the 27th, Brandon Robichaud entered a plea of guilty and received a sentence of 20 years to serve. Robichaud will be 50 when he gets out of jail. The investigation into the February 10th robbery of the MGM tobacco and beer market on Halls Hill Pike remains open and active. The store owner seriously injured and rushed to Vanderbilt Medical Center during the robbery. MPD spokesman Larry Flowers picks up the story from there. The victim has recovered. He's back home. Unfortunately, we still haven't been able to develop a suspect in this particular case. Uh, the vehicle still hasn't been recovered. That's the key in helping to get this case solved. So detectives are actively investigating that particular case. But the store owner has recovered. He's, he's back home. Not sure if he's back to work yet, but back home recovering and doing well. The vehicle the police are looking for was seen at the store on video was a black 2010 Nissan Rogue. If you have any details or can help police, give them a call. Socialize with us on social media. Log on to Twitter and follow us at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. Live to 
WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. A few spotty showers and storms possible late this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing in a high in the low 90s. Winds out of the northeast of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Larry Stewart. Uh, Bobby has gone to the next more important thing. So I don't want to let you know what Premier Six and this showing from September 11, which is today, through the 17th, the Broken Hearts Gallery. It's a PG-13. Uh, it comes on at 2, 4, 15, 6, 45, Friday and Saturday at 9 o'clock. Bill and Ted Face the Music, PG-13, 2.30, 4.30, 7.30 p.m., and Friday and Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Uh, Tenant, uh, rated PG-13. It starts at 2.45, 4, 7 p.m., and Friday and Saturday at 8.30. The New Mutants, which I saw uh, the other day, PG-13, and that's at 4.45 and 7.15. It's a pretty interesting music uh, 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 movie. It's... it's, it's uh, a little different, and it's kind of like uh, most of the Mutants uh, movies that have come on. Rocky 2, rated PG, that's that's number 2 Rocky, uh, comes on at 2.15 and 6 p.m. Of course, all of those Rocky movies were good. Hook, rated PG, it uh, starts at 3.45 and 6.30 p.m. And... Uh, that's a Robin Williams uh, version of Hook. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoners of uh, Azkaban, rated PG, and that's Friday at 7.30. Uh, I'm sc- excuse me, that's Friday and Saturday, and, and it comes on at 9.15. So I think we're caught up on all the movies at Premier 6, and it's the best theater that you can go to because... Um, that's the only one I'll actually go to. Best I, it, popcorn in Murphy. Best popcorn and, and, and the best place to attend a movie. We have a phone call today, Larry. So welcome aboard with Larry Stewart, caller. Well, good morning. I really wanted to talk to Bob Joe. I'm not concerned about you and Larry. Well, thank you very much, Butcher. We we appreciate uh, uh, you being a great friend. We really do. Well, so I enjoy listening to the show. I enjoy listening to Larry and all of his remembrances that, that we all have. And he was talking about pretzels a little while ago. Yeah, they were always pretty interesting. You always had somebody that did something different. Yep. And, yeah. and Jerry Warner was certainly a good one to lead. He like was, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And, and Y'all doing you've okay, done a great job, Butcher. Uh, well, we're you, trying hard, you, you, <laughs> you you are one of our favorite people, and you you've done such a great job in education, and, and uh, we we need more like you. Well, I had a good mentor in uh, Dr. Larry Stewart. <laughs> we we fought some battles, but uh, we won a few and lost a few. Uh, that's right. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Uh, Truman, did you get my message about Sam? Today is Sammy Goodwin's. Birthday. birthday, yes. I saw that and I know how old he is, but I guess I should keep that uh, pretty much to myself. Well, I may ought to. He may not want that public. Yeah, he. Uh, the, the, the unfortunate thing, Butch, is that I am the oldest of all the cousins. So I, I have that thrown in my face anytime I'm around them. 
Well, did you, what do you need to do? You just tell them you hope they look as good as you do when they get to be your age. Uh, there, there's no chance of that happening. Uh, oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, y'all have a good day. And day is Thank a, you, a Butch. Day Thank That's you, sure. Mr. Butch All right. Campbell. All right. We have a second caller. Caller, welcome aboard with Larry Stewart. Hey, thank you, Chairman. Uh, Mr. Stewart, I just want to tell you that, uh, well, I, first off, I went to NBA, graduated in 84, and wouldn't trade it for the world, the education, the sports, and all. But uh, to hear you talk about how you interacted with your, when you were principal and teacher, how you interacted with your students and your, and your, uh, and just, I just think I'd have been more comfortable going to school with your principal, man. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's something that I'm very proud of as my students, and uh, yeah. I, I've stayed close to every one of them, and uh, well, I have, well, every what, one of them was just like my own. Well, that's what impressed me, because uh, don't get me wrong, NBA was great, but we had headmasters, you know, and I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, knew, I knew who they were, but I didn't I didn't know them, I didn't, you know, but uh, I just want to tell you that it's something like it would have been a great, great uh, time to go to school when you were principal and teacher. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that they don't have that nowadays, the schools are too large. And, well, that's uh, it. I, yeah. I, I knew every student in school by their name. Mr. J.J. Mack Williams down at Smyrna told me one time, said when it gets school gets so big that the principal don't know every kid by name is too big. And I think he was exactly right. Well, yes, sir. Again, and I, I'm not saying anything about NBA, NBA but uh, it was like a – you know, college. It's like a small college. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But it's anyway, even more think, like that now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I had great, great education, great sports, but uh, I just like to, you know, have someone you could go sit and talk to and know and feel like yeah. they're your friend. And, well, but, uh, you know, a lot of kids' home life is not what it needs to be, and yeah. uh, the happiest day, uh, day of seven hours in their day is when they're at school and yes, i thought that my job was to make it the best it could be so we well, we tried to do that it's just something like you did a wonderful job i just i love y'all show love every time you're on there and uh but i just want to tell you that man it sounds like you were you're a great man so i appreciate it sir all right well y'all have a good day now anyway, thank, I, you, I know, thank you very I know much who, well, I know who wears a pants. I know who wears the pants in, in your house, Mr. Stewart. I guarantee you, Bobby. <laughs> oh yeah, you got that right. I don't deny yeah. that a bit. I, I love hearing her talk. She's, she's great. Y'all are great, well, but anyway, well, Truman and I wasn't getting to talk enough. That's why we made her leave. Well, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, see, she she probably got a better offer, and it don't take much. But, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, look, y'all have a good day, man. It's just good All right, buddy. Y'all. Thank you. That, that, that's a nice honor for people to call yeah. and, and tell you those things because it is true. And, and uh, you know, when, when they uh, started doing away with the, the county schools, most people thought that this is going to be a, a, a different way of, of our kids going to school, and it was. I mean, it changed everything. But, you know, the, the school administration from the superintendent on down and the parents and the kids, they made it work. Yeah. And uh, that's true with everything. If you want to make it work, you can. And, uh, I mean, my kids, when they left Las Casas, uh, they didn't want to go. They didn't want to go to Oakland. Uh, but, you know, the times were changing. Well, we needed a place to put the city 7th and 8th grade and stuff like that. But uh, they got used to it. Yeah. Uh, I had to go down there a couple times with a student because, you know, maybe they had them registered wrong. Like, you know, as big as open was, they, they could make that mistake. They had a, a special needs child in uh, taking honors algebra. Mm-hmm. Well... Of course, he couldn't go talk to him, and so he asked me if I'd go. I said, you just get off the bus in the morning here at Last Castle, and we'll go down there, and we'll get this straightened out. Mm-hmm. And we did. And, uh, that was, uh, but, you know, when you get too big, things will slip through the crack a lot. Well, you know, uh, J.D. was on the show yesterday. Right. Of course, he, 
JD is one of those uh, just unbelievably bright people, and he he uh, he came upon a um, kid that was really having trouble. He couldn't communicate at all, and we're talking about when he was in Colorado, and uh, he found out pretty quickly. Uh, he, he was over at the, the child's house, and the child was playing um, pretty much classical-type music. And he knew pretty much right away that this kid was actually a savant, which they are very rare, as yeah. we know. But it's only a, a, a small step from the, the kids that Addie and Abby are to being in that category. It, it, it's... Uh, you know, this life is in, in, it's a continuing education on everything if, if you just watch. It's, it, it's amazing how each one of us are different. It is, and kids have different levels of learning. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, but some of them have different ways of expressing themselves, and mm-hmm. that's that's the problem we have with our ages. And, uh, but uh, they can they can function. Yeah. In this world, and and will, yeah. but uh, you know they'll need a little uh, push every once in a while, and yeah. that's that's our job to see that they get it. Yeah, a, a child, a lot of times, the direction they go is from people like you who will take the time to uh, talk to them and see what's going on with them, and 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 someone like you, Larry, they're not afraid to ask you questions and and. and see where their future really looks like uh, during school and when they leave. I know that you have a lot of conversations with with them, and it's almost like each one of them is your own child. I, I try to treat them that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just I had a great experience in education. I'll, I'll say that. Great experience. How much did your mom actually... Um, educate you to how you came to be because she was a teacher one room schoolhouse in in, uh, Kentucky and uh, that had to be one of the brightest parts of your life was your mom I didn't know it at the time but it was and uh, I didn't get to have mom but one year that was in the one room schoolhouse and then she went to a two-room schoolhouse, mm-hmm. and then I went to the big one through twelve school, and then after I was already past the grade level that she taught, which was third grade, mm-hmm. then she came back to that school. So she was always around, and she had a lot. and And the two principals I had in my high school influenced me a lot. One of them was a little guy, but he was. I mean, you respected him. Yeah. And uh, the other one was a big guy, and you damn sure respected him <laughs> because. Uh, but they were different. That they, that's a D A M. It doesn't have an N. No, on no, the back no. Of, no, okay. no, no. It's like the yeah. water. Yeah. Water. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But anyway, I respected both of them, and I tried to do things sort of like they did because mm-hmm. uh, it got to where you couldn't do it that way, and uh, but uh, it, they were. My mom was a big influence on me. Yeah. Have the schools changed like they have here? Of course, most of them don't change as quickly. But where you went to school in Kentucky, have, 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 do they have growth or, or uh, do they have the, the large schools like we have? No. They they consolidated schools in 1959. We had yeah. two high schools. Yeah. So I was in the first graduating class at Hickman County High School. Mm-hmm. And it's still about the same because there's no jobs in Hickman County, Kentucky. You either farm or have chicken houses or hog houses or you have to go somewhere else to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's people don't stay there much. And nobody's selling any land. So, uh, But it's, it's pretty much the school is pretty much the same size as it was when I went there. Now all the little grade schools have closed except one. We've got two schools in Hickman County, Kentucky. Wow. And uh, I'd say the whole county has probably 1,200 kids. And uh, so if you half, you know, half high school and half elementary, you got maybe 600. Uh, 
So you don't have the problems of a big city growth like we've no, got here. No, but we the problems we have is not not having enough students and uh, to, to have you know the bigger programs and stuff. But I'll say this: the high school is one of the best high schools in the state. They have uh, they teach. Uh, they call it the Falcon Academy, and they have teach college courses. And, uh, my my buddy Jim that I grew up with, his daughter graduated three years ago. She started to Murray State as a sophomore. She had I think she had like twenty something credits. Wow. Now that's important because can you imagine how much money that saved her daddy? Because uh, college credits are pretty expensive nowadays. Yeah. But uh, you know, and it's there if 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 they if the kids want it. And a lot of them are going to stay right there and farm. They know that, and so they got great agriculture programs. But uh, it's they they not, not growing all that much. How in the world do you make a living farming in these days? Well, you have to farm a lot, a big deal. So, so how what size would an average farm be in Hickman County? Well, uh, there's a lot of land that's rented. I'll give you, a, for instance, my my friend Jim. Uh, he he farmed. All of his life. Mm-hmm. And he got big time. Now, he's retired now, and his son's taken over. But but Jim farmed 6,000 acres. Wow. And now, that was in three different states. And was four until the ferry quit running where you couldn't get to Missouri. So he had he didn't have a way to get his equipment over there. But that's, uh, now, you can make a lot of money, but you've got to be really, really big. And, of course, chicken houses are big up there. Mm-hmm. And now they're starting these uh, hog house confinements where they'll have a 1,000 hogs in one barn. And, uh, so you can make money, but you really got to be, to make a lot of money, you got to be big time. Yeah. Now, we had uh, we had 35 acres. My daddy tried to make a living on that. And uh, he farmed until we almost starved to death. And then he got a, a public job, but he had to go to Union City, Tennessee to get it because there just wasn't any around there. What, what is the mileage between uh, where you live and to Union City? Oh, uh, about 20 miles. Oh, wow. wow. Because, see, Fulton, Fulton, Kentucky, we live 10 miles from there. They're right on the line. Uh-huh. You know, you step across the railroad tracks and be in Tennessee. And so they might, to go from Fulton to Union City is not but about 10 miles. Do you have a, a movie theater and everything in Hickman County? No, didn't have any Hickman County. Now, if we had two in Fulton yeah. that we could go to, uh, but that's in Fulton County. Uh-huh. Did you did you ever go to the theater in, in Union City? I never did. Yeah. But, see, we didn't have a car that would get that far usually, but we went to Fulton, and uh, we, uh, I, of course, I lived in Hickman County, and my mama would go to the bank down there, but uh, we didn't have any movie houses. We had a, what we called a teen town where we could go and dance, but that was that was out of the picture for me because I thought it was kind of sissy. I wished, I'd, I wished I hadn't have because you can have a good time at teen town if, if you want to. What in the world did you and Bobby do back then when well, you were teenagers? We went to movies. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, she... Roller skated. She was real good at that. I couldn't stand it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and you couldn't afford to get hurt with. with well, know. she did. Yeah. She uh, she broke her ankle trying to do the hokey pokey down here at Jack Warren's skating rink one night, and uh, I had to go down and get her and take her to the doctor. And I told Bless her she her didn't heart. have any business out there to start with. Yeah, but, uh, it's a good she thing she, she had you to take care it of. Is, ain't it? Yeah. it is, Yeah, she she has been blessed all these years. She has, and because of that skating, there's probably the reason we had to have both hips replaced. Uh-oh. She'll say it's running the vacuum cleaner, but uh, I would say it's skating. Well, you do most of the work at the, oh, I around do. the house, most don't all you? Of it. I got the vacuum when I get home, I've been told. Yeah, bless your heart. Have uh, you closed down your lake on your on your property yet? Or? Oh, it's still out there, but uh, Walton has got too big to catch them little brim. Yeah, he's a bass fisherman now, but uh, the little one, Ridge and I, we go out there. But he's more of a tadpole man. I've got yeah. two little half barrels out there catching water, 
and he spied some tadpoles in there the other day, and we've had the best time with them tadpoles, and he'll, we'll take a, a, a little cup, solo cup, and we'll catch two or three, and he'll want to take them home with him. And Susie just poured them out at this water table the other day, and them things are still living. I said, well, <laughs> and, you know, the water's got chlorine in everything, but he's, he calls them pole tads. Pole tads, pole yeah. Tads. Well, that's gets, pretty close. He gets a little backwards. But yeah. Now, we're going to keep him tomorrow, and uh, he's going to be disappointed because the pole tads have turned into frogs and hopped out of them little old barrels into the pond, so he won't be able to catch any, so he's going to be aggravated. These are going to be big frogs well, before it's we'll over. Well, we'll get water balloons out, and that'll... that'll yeah take his mind off of tadpoles if you've ever spent any time in florida you they have frogs down there that don't get any bigger than your small fingernail and uh jackie and i were camped out down there one time and when we got back we home we started looking to make sure we had everything clean and there was little frogs everywhere Mm -hmm. in every part of that motorhome there were little frogs and they were the, the I, I mean, he would have loved them. Yeah. He actually would have loved them because everybody's seen them. They, they, they want to make them their pets un, unless you know what, what all the damage that they do and all things like that. Um, we've, we've gone over, I thought. We sure we have, and nobody answered the trivia question, so I'm going to answer it for you. Mm-hmm. Carol Dale was a football player in Wise, Virginia. Mm-hmm. He went on and played at Virginia Tech. And he got drafted by uh, the Los Angeles Rams first. Mm-hmm. Didn't do too good. They traded him to the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And, that's and he, he was Bart Starr's favorite target. And the, they won the first two Super Bowls. So Carol Dale was, the answer to the question was, was Bart Starr's favorite target with the Green Bay Packers in the first two Super Bowls. I, I still love the way they played back then. Uh Lombardi, he had them at, uh, playing at the highest level in every game. Hey, and, and, and he was one of those people that just get the best out of every one of the yeah. players. Well, and Vince Lombardi as their coach, he was pretty good at, at yeah. his job, too. He was at Army at one time. Yeah. yeah. He, he was an unbelievable. Uh, he, he not only taught you how to be uh, great players, but you, he taught you how to get the best out of life. Yeah. And that, that was pretty neat. It was. Have you got anybody else you want to say anything? I'm done. Okay. And Bobby's already gone. She's gone. So I I enjoyed both of you as usual. And uh, I guess we'll see you Monday morning, guys. Have a great weekend. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com.